coming back from the US, I was asking God, God, what should I do with my life? I was planning to be a doctor. You know, I wanted to help people. I wanted to make money and I wanted to be successful and show that cool people can be Christians. But I was long, I said, God, if you have a different plan, show me. So my youth leader back home, they started a youth when I was gone. And uh, she gave me a book of a pastor from India called Yesu Param. And I read that book and to me it was so much like the Bible. You know, I read it and I was like, wow, this is gospel. And really the Spirit of God attracted me to go there. And I spent five months here and it was a great, great time. You know, I was very inspired by the pastors here, the children praying, you know, their passion for Jesus. And I was like, man, this is what I'm lacking. You know, this is like there's a fulfillment, a satisfaction, a purpose that I don't have it. Me growing up, I grew up in the south of Germany and uh, close to a city called Stuttgart. And I grew up in a believing family, had great parents, great dad, great mom, believing great grandparents. And uh, yeah, I was raised in the faith, went to children's school, went to the Sunday school, had all the experience and knew who Jesus is. And when I was 12 years old, I gave my life to Jesus at a children's camp. I had friends growing up, I was a happy child, I didn't lack anything really in life. And uh, yeah, I was looking forward to, uh, yeah, come up in life and having my ideas of what I want to be, maybe a doctor, maybe other things. And uh, yeah, I was praying and had a relationship with Jesus. And then as I grew older, you know, you come into the teenage years and you get all those things presented in the world and you have different longings inside of you, you know. I was uh, insecure. I looked happy on the outside, you know, but I was insecure inside, you know. I had some struggles within myself. I was looking for, for like, um, love, you know, that people would like me, you know. I liked some girls, of course, they liked me and stuff. But, you know, there was a, a longing inside of me for, for more. And uh, so as I was growing up as a teenager, we didn't have a youth group in our church. So my friends started to go to parties on the weekends. So I kind of followed along, you know, I started to drink there also, you know, drinking, doing stuff. And the next day morning, I went to church. People told me if you can go party in the evening, you can go to the church on Sunday. Yeah. So I just thought, okay, this is what I should do. And I was really often the only guy my age in church. But I was struggling because I felt, is this like the real gospel? Like, is this Bible? Hmm. You know, I living this life, believing in Jesus, yes, but where is that power? I didn't have that in my life, you know. I go to the church, but then I had those struggles inside of me, you know, starting to watch bad YouTube videos, you know, masturbation, all those things, you know, and I couldn't really overcome it, you know. I was having desires in my heart, believing in Jesus, doing things on the weekend, going to church, reading the Bible with so much power and Jesus and healing and deliverance and, you know, passion and, and purpose for life. And it didn't really fit all together. So I had some really some struggles through my teenage years and um, I couldn't really overcome that. So I had given my life to Jesus, as I said, when I was 12. But it was like me giving my life to Jesus, knowing he forgave my sins. But it was only a one-way relationship. I, me praying to God and then kind of doing my thing and hoping he would help me. Mm. But then after school, I had an amazing opportunity to go to, uh, to the U.S. I did an internship in a church day in Los Angeles at the Dream Center. 
And there I really got introduced to people who had an amazing encounters with Jesus, who were set free from drugs, who uh, I met the pastor there who started with 20 years old, going to the needy people and starting a church for them because God told him to do that. And that was really the first time where I was like realizing, amazing, God can even speak today to people. So this is where my faith started to grow again, where this, where it felt like this is what the Bible says, you know, it's not just the one way, but God wants to talk back to us. Jesus wants to talk back to me. And I, I, I really started to trust God more. I started to pray more. God, speak to me. Use my life. You know, I got introduced to the, the Holy Spirit who is really, you know, speaking to us. And then that power started to come into my life too. So this is where I really can, could sense like a change in my life, in my, in my faith. And I came to the point where I could really trust God that He can take care of me. Two things. One, that He loves me and that He's really almighty. Those were two things that were really settling in my heart, which was not there before. Before, I really also had to try to, to please God. I was trying to make things right. And I had a relationship and I was saved. But, you know, I didn't really know God. So then I came to that place where I knew He loves me and that he's all powerful. So I came to the place where I could pray and say, Lord, do with my life whatever you want to do. And that was a big thing because when I, I do something, usually I, I take it serious, you know? So I didn't want to pray something and then not actually give God the opportunity. So I was always afraid to pray that because somehow in my mind, it was like, if I really give my life to Jesus, if I tell him I can, you can do anything he wants, you know, he will send me to Africa to be a missionary. So that's really what kept me. It may sound silly, but, but it really kept me from really surrendering. But I, I realized God loves me and he's almighty. So even if he wants to send me anywhere in the world, even if it's not my plan, I can trust that it will bring fulfillment and peace in my life. And um, so coming back from the U.S., I was asking God, God, what should I do with my life? And I, um, I was planning to be a doctor, you know, I wanted to help people, I wanted to make money, and I wanted to be successful and show that Christianity can also be, you know, cool people can be Christians, you know, kind of that was in my, in my mind. But I was long, I said, God, if you have a different plan, show me. So my youth leader back home, they started a youth when I was gone, and uh, she gave me a book of a pastor from India called Yesu Padam. And I read that book and to me it was so much like the Bible. You know, I read it and I was like, wow, this is gospel. And really the Spirit of God attracted me to go there. So I, I, I wrote them and I asked if I could go to India. So I spent five months in India. And, uh, Wait, was, so, so you just wrote them and, and they were like, yep, come yeah, so, so uh, yes, my youth leader went already. Oh, okay. So I, I wrote them and asked if I could come. And she said, you know, Michael's going to write you. Uh, can he come? And they're really open. So if you want to come from October till, till February, March, they're open for anybody to really come if they're looking for Jesus. So I took that opportunity and I spent five months here. And it was a great, great time. You know, I was very inspired by the pastors here, the children praying, you know, their passion for Jesus. And I was like, man, this is what I'm lacking. You know, this is like there's a fulfillment, a satisfaction, a purpose that I don't have it. So I really enjoyed being here in this environment. And I came back to Germany and uh, I didn't still have a, a word from God. So I, I started to, to go to the, um, to do an internship in the hospital to become a, a, a doctor. And, um, and then Yesupada Monica came to Germany and invited me to visit their base in Germany. 
They have a ministry, love and care in different nations. And they asked me to visit the base in Germany. I grew up in the South. They have it in the North. So first I didn't want to go. I was like, ah, no, I don't want to do involved in missions and stuff. And how so, old were you at this time? I was there 21. Wow. I was 21. I was with 19. I graduated from my school. Then I spent one year in the U.S. and then I was uh, five months in India. So that I was turning 21. Wow. So I came there, spent there a, a week with them in Basum, close to Bremen in the north of Germany. And um, I was still asking God, God, what do you want with my life? I was praying many times, but I didn't get an answer. But one evening, I went up into my room there and I felt something is different. I sat on the ground and I just started crying. I was sitting there crying and feeling the presence of God. I didn't see him or hear him, but I felt him so close. And there was that thought in my heart, stay with them. And in that moment, there was such a peace in my life, in my heart, that I knew this is what God wants me to do. And uh, I kept sitting there. I was happy. I was crying. I got up. I knocked on Yusupadam's door. They were living there at the same place at the time. I shared with him. He said, I'm not surprised. You know, talk to your parents. So I went and talked to my parents. I told them what happened. My dad says, Michael, I believe it's right and I have peace about it. And that shocked me. My parents are believers, but to say that to your son, you know, move somewhere, do something with an Indian pastor, you know, it's crazy for parents to do that. And I was very happy, very blessed. It was a great confirmation for me. And um, so, yeah, that really, really changed my life. And I moved up into the north. I basically, I left everything. I left my job opportunity. You know, I had, I had a good grades in school, you know. Um, but I left it. I left my friends. I left my family to move up to the north of Germany, basically to start there on an old farmland property. You know, many broken buildings, old buildings. And I am not the type of person who enjoys that, you know. But, you know, God is amazing. One other thing I, I would like to share is, um, you know, as I said, I had the problems growing up, um, also with finding a, like a, a wife or like, a, you know, having a desire for love. And uh, I was always praying, God, give me a wife. I want to have one girlfriend. I want, to, I want to make her my wife. I want to know, and I want to know that it's from you. So I, ha I met different girls. I saw them. I liked them. But I could never imagine them to be the mother of my children. I couldn't see that. So I always kind of um, held back. In the north of Germany, you know, when I was there, started to be in the ministry, like one year after I was there, I met an amazing girl. Her name is Jessica. She's my wife now. You know, first, I didn't think she's the right one for me, you know. People suggested, you know, she's good for you. But I was like, I know what I want to do. I make my own decisions. Don't tell me what I do. But then maybe one year after that, you know, I was in my room and I was praying and I had that thought in me. It said, Jesse. And again, Jesse. And I knew she is meant. It's her. And I knew she should be my wife. I didn't have any feelings for her. I just had that information in my mind. She's your wife. I knew it's from God. That was the second time God spoke to me very clearly. One, to move up to the, to the north of Germany, to be in the ministry of love and care. Second, about Jesse. So I tried to somehow connect with her. I didn't have a girlfriend before, so I don't know how to do that. And it was really awkward, you know, but that shows God has so much grace and he can help us with everything. So she didn't want me to shot it. I'm weird. But um, then um, half a year later, I took the courage, you know, and I, uh, 
I, I invited her, asked her out, and I just shared everything with her. I said, you know, God spoke to me. You know, I, I always prayed. I want to have one girlfriend. I want to make him my wife. I want that God tells me, you know, I wanted to be a doctor. Now I want to be in the ministry. God called me. This is what I'm doing. You know, I want to live for Germany, for revival in Europe, you know, for Jesus. And uh, she was really impressed, but she was like, no, thank you. So, but she said, I'll pray about it. You know, I told her, you know, I love you. That's really what I said. I said, I love you. She was really shocked. And they said, you know, please pray about it. So she did it. She said, okay, I'll pray. But she's like, I'm not interested right now. So then uh, a, a few weeks later, you know, she, she writes me and says, thank you so much for taking me out and stuff. And uh, she mentions a Bible verse. It says, it's Proverbs 3, verse 5. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, you know. Put your ways before him and he will make your path straight. And that Bible verse I was wearing as a bracelet. Only bracelet I wear. I don't wear anything, but this is what I was wearing. She didn't know. And that was an amazing confirmation to us, you know, to see this. So a little later, I shared with her. I never told, I never did anything that she would like it, you know. I didn't bring her flowers. I didn't, um, you know, tell her how beautiful she is. Because in my heart was, God should tell her. Because I know marriage is it's very difficult, you know, to go through, you know. Um, so I wanted her to know from God. And then uh, maybe a month later or so, you know, there was then in the spring of 2017, I, um, I felt like, but also the heart is important. So I wrote her a love letter. I gave that to her one evening when she was visiting the church. And the amazing thing is that she was also, you know, she took serious what I said to her. So she had been praying about it. And the day she came, the day I gave her the letter, her prayer in the morning was, God, if this is really your will with Michael and me, let something happen today which has never happened before. And that afternoon, I had so heavy on my heart to write that love letter to her. And in the evening, just a few minutes before she left the place, I gave her that letter. The moment I gave her the letter, she remembered her prayer. And there she knew, you know, it's God. He will be my husband. Then it took her some time. She read the letter at home. She was very happy. It took her some She didn't have any feelings for me either. So it took her some time to pray about it. She surrendered to us. said, Lord, if it's you, I want it. And then we're doing hot dog outreach for poor people every Saturday in Bremen, reaching out the love of God to them. And she came to play guitar, to worship. And we saw each other. Just our eyes met. And she says when, we, when our eyes met, she was like flushing, getting red, being like, what's happening? Was you always so good looking and all those things, right? And, uh, you know, she fell in love with me that day. Wow. It's amazing what God can do. You know, it's really amazing. We can really trust Jesus. He's greater than our feelings and all those. And I got to experience that on so many different levels. And also for me, you know, in the beginning of 2017, you know, I also said to the Lord, you know, I, I need to tell her I love you. You know, I cannot just not say that and God gave me love for her you know I liked her more and more and all those things before we got together you know we loved each other but you know first was like that word from God trusting him and he gave everything else and we're married for five and a half years now we have a beautiful daughter nine months old and uh, just being able to build up the ministry you know I got to um, study I studied a social management and now we're heading the ministry there in the north of Germany we have a church there and, uh, you know, we, we were able to plant um, also ministries in Switzerland, even reaching out to Austria, to Romania, even to Ukraine. And we were able to send out uh, a young man, Isaiah, 
from here to the U.S., who is leading the ministry there with his wife, Taizia, from Germany. So it's really amazing what God can do. I never thought I can do something like that. You know, I had my plan, you know, settled in a box, you know. But really surrendering my life to Jesus, it really changed me. And so many miracles have been happening. And I'm so happy to not just having, you know, praying to God and trying to be a good Christian, but really to knowing God's heart and to trusting Him, knowing He can do really all things and He really cares for us. And so, yeah, that's amazing what Jesus so did in good. my life. When you went to um, North Germany, you were how old? Like 22, 21? Uh, when I moved to the North, I was, I was 21. Right. Yeah. And, and when you went there, you had a, a leadership role. What was your role when, when you went out there? So actually, when I went up there, there was um, a ministry of the poor going on in a different city, which was part of the ministry. But um, on that property, it was just given that year to Love and Care Ministries. So there was really only an old barn, an old house to live in, and a lot of space. So Yesu Padma told me, you know, I want you to be the leader for Love and Care in Germany and of Europe but I really had no clue what that meant. So it was just basically God had told me, stay with them. So what I did, I just did everything they asked me to do. And this is how I, how I could learn, how I could grow. And we started a prayer meeting Friday nights. It was also a struggle. I told you, I, I left everything, right? right? So I like to, to play soccer. So they, I wanted to join a soccer club to you know, make friends and stuff, but they would always practice Friday night. So I had to make the decision, do I go to a prayer meeting or do I go to the soccer practice? And it was a hard choice because not many people came to the prayer meeting, mostly older people. So, but you know, God helped me to make that decision. And now so many young people are coming to a prayer meetings even, even now on the trip, um, you know, many young people. And I'm so happy because I didn't have that in my youth time, you know, people that would take care of me spiritually. So I'm very thankful to be able to provide for that. And, uh, yeah, and then 2006, so we started prayer meeting 2015, uh, and then we started the church in the end of 2016. We have a community living there um, on the property also, so we're wow. taking in people. My wife and I live there, and we have others living with us, and uh, some of them are, have a difficult background, life situations, you know, struggling with drugs and other things. One lady lived with us for five years. She was in prison, a long-time heroin addict. But she really got free, you know, she, she got free. She has her own apartment now. She loves Jesus. It's amazing. You know, we can't do that, but God did it. And another young man, you know, he was also in heroin for two and a half years. He came from the U.S. to us, actually. And um, before he visited a program called Teen Challenge. Yeah. And afterwards, he came to us to get a vision for his life. And uh, now he's sent back to, to the U.S. with his wife. And, you know, they're having a vision. They're helping others. Yeah, so on the property, we have a community living, um, like a yeah, discipleship. We read Bible together. We pray together. We eat together. We're trying to be like a family. Yeah. Everybody goes to work. We have the church there. And uh, we're doing youth camps, children camps. And then, you know, people got uh, started sending people from Switzerland to us and uh, other countries. So this is how we could start those bases. And the vision that is there for this place that was given to Pastor Yisuponymous, that there will be revival in Germany and Germany will reach Europe with the gospel again. So this is what we're praying, what we're believing, what we want to live for, to take the gospel back to other places. And um, yeah, it's a miracle for me that I can sit here and tell that because I, that was not my desire from the beginning. I didn't know that you can love Jesus so much as I'm loving him now, you know. So, yeah, really thankful for all God has done.
Michael, for for people who who are listening to your testimony, maybe they they have a heart for the nations, mm. um, and just don't know where to start or, or what to do. What's just like a word of encouragement that you can give to people who are watching, who want to serve God, um, but don't know how to do it or or where to start? Yeah. So when I was 16 years old, I went to a to a prayer meeting. And in the end, there was an altar call, and I was asked, like in Isaiah 6, 8, it says, like, who's ready to go for me? And I was standing, I was praying, saying, God, you know, send me. I want you. I want more of you. And uh, nothing happened. Next five years, nothing happened. I was very disappointed. But now looking back, I know God heard my prayers. So God hears your prayer. No matter how long it will take, God hears this, He takes it serious, and He will use you 100%. And second, you're always welcome to come to us. We're international ministry. So if you have a week time, for example, come visit us, stay with us, involve in everything. And um, I experienced that people got, the people God sent to us, they're now in other nations serving Jesus. Mm. And um, what God can do for them, He can do for you. What He's done for me, He can do for you. So if you feel like love and care would be an option just to visit, to stay with us for some time, you're very welcome. It's all hard um, yeah, for people to be sent out and to, to share Jesus, to love Jesus. Yeah. You're very welcome. Just buy your tickets and come. We'll take care of you. You're dearly invited. Amen. We'll put the, the, the information in the description box too so people can know where to contact. Um, Michael, for all the, the Germans who are watching right now, yes. For that community specifically, yes. that maybe is not aware of the influence that Germany uh, can have on, on Europe as a whole, what can you tell to those who are watching who maybe are not believers or who are believers, what can you tell them? So if you don't know Jesus yet, um, you may have heard about the church, and to you the church is just a boring place where only old people go. This is how it was for me also before but really when you open the bible and you start reading it and start trusting it you will see amazing changes god jesus tells us ask and you shall be given seek and you shall find knock and the door will be opened so if you are seeking god if you're asking god show me yourself i need you i promise you because of the word of god that he will speak to you Either he'll give you thoughts that you never had before, he'll change the situation in your life, but he will definitely let you know that he's there, he created you, he loves you. So don't seek in a church, try to go to the church, dress right, but be in your room and just talk to Jesus. Say, Jesus, show yourself to me. Zeig dich mir, Jesus. Okay? So, and he hears it, you know, he hears it. And... Um, Yes, he will change your life. And if you are a believer, you know, I want to tell you one God, uh, one person with God is the majority. Okay? We have so many stories in the Bible. Even if you think nobody around me is believing, I went through a similar experience in my, in my teenagers. Most of my friends didn't go to the church. I was the only one going. Ten years later, I can look back and see God saw, saw me. He helped me. He gave me grace. And I, I can tell you it is the same with you because it's the same God. It's not about us, it's about Him. So really, and if you're seeking, looking for like-minded people, come visit us too, you know? Let's connect and let's believe together. Let's do outreaches, go to other nations, share the gospel, love people, and um, 
yeah, I needed that. And if we can be that help to you, we're really happy to be used by God. Michael, who is Jesus to you? Yeah, you know, it's, it has been changing. In the beginning, he was my savior only, you know, that I don't have to go to hell, that I can go to heaven, you know, because through his blood, you know, I'm cleansed. I understand that no sin can be in heaven. So that's why we need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus, because he's the only one who is holy. So I'm saved. So he's my savior. And uh, then I experienced him more as a friend, you know, really talking back to me. You know, I can talk to him. And now it's um, like a, more like a father more, you know, because being also in the ministry and having responsibility, you know, sometimes you think, how should I do all those things? How can I provide for all those things? And I really got to know God is a good father who's standing with me. He's not standing there with a stick and waiting until I make something wrong, but he's helping me, supporting me. Even if I make mistakes, we all make mistakes. You know, it helps us get back up and, you know, carries us through. So really, you know, there's when we also read the Bible, there's so many different sides of God. He's so much for us. Mm -hmm. So he's my savior. He's my friend. And uh, he's a really amazing father to me. Michael, any last words for um, the people who are watching your testimony right now? Yeah, so there's, you know, so many things we can live for. And, um, you know, we all want to have a good life. We all want to, you know, be, be comfortable. But, but really, you know, this life is so short. It's so short. And there's such an immense need in this world. You know, if we open our eyes to the world around us, you know, we realize in Germany we're living in such a small bubble and there's so much need of love out there. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, Jesus, you know, he came, he gave all his life for us and we'll be all eternity with him. So I really want to encourage you, live for Jesus. It doesn't mean you have to give up all your comforts, but go and ask, Lord, use my life. You know, he can make you an amazing blessing. The blessings we enjoy are made of the sacrifices of the people before us. If Martin Luther would not have done what he has done, we would not know the Bible till today. We would not know that. So really, all the privileges you and I enjoy is because of the sacrifices other people made. So I want to be a person who is a blessing for the next generations. And you can do that too. And this is really... Let us pray that God would give us grace and strength to do that. And we can be a blessing to the world by the grace of God. Yes, that's what I would like to leave you with.